Welcome to another exciting episode of the Emerald Perspectives. I don't know why I paused right there, but uh, glad to be back. It's your host, Mike Fiso. Just me again, but I do have a guest. Uh, it's a good friend that I met while uh, at GU. His name is Marcus Parker, a.k.a. Mark P., a.k.a. the founder of TDK. Let's give a round of applause to Mark P. Yay! <laughs> hey, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Hey. What's good, Mark? How you doing? What's good, Feast? How you living, man? Oh, you know, another day in paradise. If I'm able to come out here and speak to the world on the podcast, then it must be a pretty good day. Um, yeah, so you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, hello, everybody. First and foremost, Marcus Parker from San Diego, California. Um, like he said, I met Fiso going to GU. I actually originally went to GU to play baseball uh, for whatever reasons. I got hurt and whatnot, ended up not working out the full four years. Um, from there, I picked up some music. Then I started playing some football, did a little bit of this and that. Along the way, met Fiso, became my favorite smoking buddy throughout the years. And uh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we had a great run. We were kind of nicknamed the bad boys because of Mike and Mark. Uh, it was a good time. I would say I was more like Marcus in the bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was definitely the ladies of it. You already yeah, know. You already know. Everybody already know. Yep, yep. So, yeah, man. Uh, I've known Mark. I think I met him like my sophomore year, maybe my freshman year at GU. Uh, we, I originally didn't, wasn't very fond of him. To be honest, I would see this guy and he'd always be talking shit, hell loud. And I'd be like, man, this guy ain't shit. I'm telling you. And then I heard it. I remember very distinctly. I'm like walking through the neighborhood and I hear him because, you know, okay. First of all, at GU, there wasn't a lot of brown people. So it's like, like 12 of us. Yeah. You know, that so, wasn't on the basketball team. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I heard him scream, I'll beat anybody at Magic the Gathering. And I was like, I don't know what compelled me, but I just screamed, no, the fuck you won't. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just like. And the rivalry and camaraderie began. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we'd be playing basketball and yeah, eventually we just began smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> we're, my, first, together. my first image and thought of you, I was just like, who is this <laughs> six foot 11 dude? Walking around with orange, yellow, green, red, blue. It never matched. And I was like, this is the goofiest. Is he black? Is he Mexican? Is he, what the fuck is he? I didn't know what you were. He's a, I did, I'm from San Diego. Every Samoan I met played football. It was like 300 pounds. So I was right. like, what is that? And then when you first told me you were Samoan, I was like, you got to be the skinniest Samoan I, in the world, period, period. Period. More have come out of the woodwork recently, but I felt like I got that a lot. Like I was the per the people's first skinny Samoan that they ever saw. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely filled out a lot more uh since then. Uh also my hair is long. When I used to be at GU, I always had a fade. Mm -hmm. And man, these uneducated like uncultured, I would say, white girls, they would be like, Oh my god, you look like Chris Brown. Right, like uh, Ti's brother from Atlanta. Hey, thank God Pete Davidson wasn't around back then. I know <laughs> it was like the last year that he came out, bro. 
facts. Wow. They definitely did call you Chris Brown. I was like, what the fuck? But you can see it. You definitely got the. And then I grew my hair out a little bit, and then I'd be Bruno Mars. I always thought that was funny. I was like giant Bruno Mars, maybe. But uh, yeah, it was a, a grand old time down there at GU. Uh, what have you been up to uh, since you graduated? Since I've graduated, I've had a roller coaster of a lifestyle. So after I graduated, I initially got a job working for Molina Healthcare in the corner offices and blah, 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 suit and tie, nine to five. Wasn't my lifestyle. So yeah, instead... I started making music, started rapping, and started touring, getting paid to rap. That was a good, fun life for about five years uh, of rapping and trapping. Um, and then uh, throughout that time, I just remember one time I was with uh, Ray Irwin. Shout out to another old ass roommate. Yeah, uh, I remember Ray Ray. We were watching ESPN, and I was just like, I could do that shit. Like, I'm a great football player. And everybody's like, no, I know you're not. Blah, blah, blah. And then that's what got me back at the age of, what, 25? Pursuit of football. I played semi-pro for about two or three years and signed my first professional contract. And I've been doing that for the past five to six years. So, been solid, man. Been solid. And, uh, you've gone to play internationally. Uh, can you describe what those experiences were like for you? It's fun, but it's not like playing in the United States. So when you go overseas, you are the best player in that country. So I played in Canada, Mexico, Costa Rica, name it. Um, and every time you go, there's always, you know, a full team of about 30, 40 guys. And there might be two, two to five American uh, imports on each team. And those two to five imports are going to be your best players on every team. And so even though we play against each other overseas, we end up becoming friends because we're, we're from, you know, United States. And yeah, uh, yeah and uh, you just kind of ball out. So while you're playing, you're also kind of help coaching and kind of teaching. Because like I said, we've been playing football since four, five, six years old. When you go overseas, those guys didn't start playing football until they were after 18. Yeah. Especially in Mexico, if they are playing professional football in Mexico, they were the rejects of soccer. <laughs> they couldn't make it in soccer, and they were too big, and they were kind of fast, so they went and started playing some football, American football, which yeah. is cool because it's it's all over the world now, and it's becoming more and more popular. Yeah, um, I was super excited when you were telling me about all that and seeing all your Snapchats and all the film from it. It looked really like a fun experience, really cool. Super happy for you. Uh, going back to your music uh, career, um, I was there for a lot of that. And some of the best memories I have are going to the shows. Like Mark would open for them. He'd bring a big GU crowd. Yeah. And we got to meet some famous fucking people. <laughs> All the backstage access. Uh, some of them would come smoke at the apartment afterwards. Really? I would just be like this. I'm the cameraman. Uh, with my phone like this. I'm the cameraman. <laughs> I know we'll walk into the back. They were like, oh, who are all these people? I'm like, yeah, this is my entourage cameraman. This is my manager. This is my so-and-so. This is my so my hair and makeup girl. This is, yeah, who is living? He's coming on the stage with me. Ten deep every time, bro. Oh, man. So, yeah, like, what was all the people that you opened up for? It was, like. I've opened up for T-Pain, Problem, E-40, Yin Yang Twins, DeRoe. 
B.O.B., uh, Waka Flocka, uh, yeah, um, just to name a few. Oh, MGK, probably my favorite all time. Sammy Adams. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... Which one was the one we we went to a random one? It was uh Oh, yeah, it was like at that weird... Yeah, it was like a castle almost, uh... And we were all in the loft up there. And it was like it was so not the concert we thought. They were like, "Can you come open up for these people?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then so I perform, and then they go on stage, and they're like, a, like a rock concert, yeah, like a light rock concert." I was like, uh, "I don't know if they meant to, but hey, I got paid to make music. Life was good." Yeah, that was a fun, fun ass time. And then like, remember, remember when Beast Mode came to Daiquiri Factory? Oh yeah. Oh. That was- Turned up, bro. The after party at the T Pain concert at the Daiquiri Factory. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that place got shut down. Everybody, unfortunately, they they made some uh, bad business decisions, and <laughs> they had a drink called Date Grape. Yeah, like, you can't make jokes about the rape culture. That is not funny. No, dog, and it caught national attention. And I think what really screwed them over was the fact that. They had a guy dressed up as Gonzaga's mascot, like yeah. the bulldog. He'd be outside every Friday telling people to buy. Date I grape. remember the owner, he was just like, hey, man, you go to GU, make a song about date grape, and then get the. I'm like, bro, I can't make a song about. What are you talking? You got to change it. All they, I just remember they went in and they were like, yo, can you change the name of this drink? And he was just like, any attention is good attention. I'm yeah. like, hell of people. And then next thing you know, you had Gonzaga students uh, uh, petitioning and protesting 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 out front. I was like, oh, you're about to get shut down. Then that dude ended up getting arrested for credit card fraud. And then it was hella funny. It was all over the news. He was like the first person let out during a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) What was his name, Jamie? Yeah, Jamie Pendleton or some shit. He was the first person let out of jail early because of... Uh, COVID. Damn, I just doxed this dude, but <laughs> yeah. but he did put you on the radio, and that was tight. Yeah, I did. I do give him props. He had 104 or 5 jams, and uh, that was my first radio play. I remember we were riding in the car. We were like, hold on. This, this is me right here. Yeah, that was good times, man. Good times. For real. There's no – it's really hard to beat that feeling of, like, like you turn on the radio and you hear your homie, like you, you're just so excited. And, oh, and man. From, from my perspective, it's just, it's more crazy that like you can make something and then somebody else likes it. And then they like it enough where they want to share that with others. That was my favorite part about making music. I'm like, right. I love making music, but when people would share my music or talk about it, and I'm like, Oh, maybe I am good at this. It was, it was fun run. I had fun. I run. really think you should, uh, Plug the mic back in and get back at it, cause man, I wish. The only, the only thing I tell people all the time, I'm like, bro, you don't, you don't make no damn money from making music, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you see on TV, all that shit. It's a facade. All those rappers, they're broke as shit, and they owe everybody money. And I'm right. like, I was on tour on the road. It was fun, but we were spending more money than we were making, so it wasn't. It wasn't awesome. So for real, I feel like though you gotta at least. You know, like with any business venture, because that's essentially what it is, right? Like you're a business. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so there's definitely some entry costs to get into the business. And it's pretty steep as a like solo independent 
Yeah. And then when people do try to sign you and they try to come at you, oh, five, ten thousand T, and I'm like, that money sounds good to somebody like 21 and under. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, the price of hotels, the price of promoting, the price of marketing, the foot traffic, and then studio time and the price five, ten thousand, that gets spent in like a month or two. Like that ain't exactly. shit. So I was like, people always ask me, did you ever get any offers to sign with anybody? I'm like, shoot, all the time. Everybody trying to sign the next big thing. But that's how they get you. They're trying to yeah. finish you out of that paycheck. Yeah, like, oh, I'll give you 10K now. And if you blow up, I get it all. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you don't blow up, guess what? You still owe me some bread. Leave me alone. Fun my own dreams. Sweet. Yeah, man. It's uh it's been exciting. How's your fantasy team doing? I know we're in a fantasy league okay. together. Yeah, so you know, TDK, the only two undefeated people left in the league. Oh, you know. I'm in four leagues, three of them are money. In two leagues, I'm undefeated, and in the other two, I'm I'm two and one, two and one. So damn. Looking good. Darn strong. Yeah, I'm 0 and three in one. Yeah. The one that- the one that costs the most, huh? Yeah, you know how I do. <laughs> and then I'm two and one and three and oh. So man, you gotta find Chris Olave. Is he still available? You oh, man. he got drafted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was nice. He was a good pickup for me. I know that dude, he's getting all the targets. Yeah. Um, so you're a Chargers fan, correct? Hey, San Diego Charger fan. I, Diego. I'm not I am a Charger fan, but I'm not a Los Angeles Charger fan. I am a San Diego Charger fan, which means I will always be a Charger fan, but I'm not a fan that they moved to San Diego, but I am a fan of their team now. So, Well, yeah, like you know how our homie David, he's a Rams fan, and he don't care where they are playing. Yeah, he's like, yeah I, I'm the Rams. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Lucky ass won the Super Bowl last year. Oh, my gosh. I have a McDonald's jersey, you know, the plug Alito. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. Uh, do you think that you guys are going to bounce back? You, the Chargers have had a pretty tough couple weeks. Yeah, so we got hit with the injury bug early in the season. We just lost Joey Boza for like damn near half the season. J.C. Jackson was coming off an of ankle surgery, and then we lost our our best O-lineman. And then Justin Herbert got uh, his rib fracture, so it was just like – all the pieces are there. We just got to get them on the field at the same time and and produce. So yeah, because I mean, you guys look good week one when you beat the Raiders, right? Yeah, exactly. And then now it's looking like the AFC West is going to be the biggest bust of the league right now. Right, they were so hyped over the offseason. And it's just like I don't know if it's because every team is playing extra hard against us, or if we're just not doing what we're supposed to do. What did he last year or was yeah, it was last year that Tyrod Taylor was originally your guys' starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then he, he got, got he injured. got he got his ribs injured. Yeah, and like Justin Herbert Herber did. Just like Justin Herbert. And then the right before the game, the doctor went in to give him the uh pain killing uh injection. And he went too far and punctured 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 his lump. Which ended up giving Justin Herbert the start, and then the rest is history. And now Tyrod Taylor is backing up Tua in Miami. I know that's crazy. Like, but he were you mad play. at that 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 happened. Like, were you a Tyrod Taylor fan? Or are you just? Like, I was a Tyrod Taylor fan because the Chargers never had a black quarterback. 
Mm. And then, so when that happened, I was like, this is some BS. However, once the kids started producing, we we're like, yo, we got the quarterback for the next 15, 20 years for sure. So that was pretty and you got cool. the jersey too, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Fiso with the with the Herbert jersey pickup. Man, just don't wear that junior say out jersey. Oh, I got you anyway. Oh and two, man. Oh and two. And I want my, bro. It's like I want the Sean Marion jersey. He fucking lost me the game. I'm like, God darn it. No more powder blue jerseys for me. Lights out. Yeah, lights <laughs> out. They got their basket against Jacksonville. For real, I was not expecting that. Jacksonville actually looks good. Like, was Urban Meyer that bad of a coach, you think? Absolutely. He was doing blow off a of stripper's asses in the middle of the season. Like, <laughs> like right after a game. Like, I'm like, that, that's the coach. That's the leader of the group. He was like, we got blown out. Let me go do some blow. Like, what? You can't do that. Lord have mercy. Yeah. It was, it was all over social media. Like, bro, there was pictures. I'm like, bro, yeah. you can't be a head coach at a strip club with strippers, bro. You just you can't do it. Yeah. Reminds me of the, the Trey Lance picture that came out right after the loss to Chicago. Mm. He was at the strip club uh, like hours after the game. And he was dating uh, Colin Cowherd's daughter, right? Oh, so up until that point, Colin was always saying, like, we got to just trust this guy. He can do it. That picture comes out. He starts dogging on Trey so Lance. Oh, he's not the – Quarterback of the future, he doesn't have the right year. Is he overrated? I definitely think he's overrated, and I don't think he should have been out there to begin with. And it was almost like karma that he got hurt, and now they have to play with Jimmy Garoppolo. I know, and, I mean, he's not bad. I think right now Jimmy is better than Trey Lance. I say Jimmy G is a top 15 quarterback in the league, which is saying a lot. And I'm like, why would you guys give up on him so easily? He has like a 70% win record. And I'm like, develop your quarterback to make sure that when he does step out on the field, he's great. Yeah. But pretty much, um, every time this guy fuck, every time Jimmy G fucks up, that's what I think that's the issue with the Niners have with him. This guy always fucks up at the worst time. Like, like he stepped out of the back of the end zone on a pass. Yeah. Without yeah. any pressure, really. Like, yeah, that was crazy. Was that? But at the same time, most of the positions that they were in to fail, they wouldn't even been in if it wasn't for Jimmy. So it was right. just like, what the heck? Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Your division's wide open. I know. I was like, gonna say, like the Raiders, man, they were so hyped this offseason. And yeah, I'm glad they're trash, but we're not far behind. And I'm like, uh oh, and the Broncos are even worse. Right. Oh, dude. did you hear Eli Manning talk say that they should have paid the punter the two hundred thirty yeah. million? Did you see Russell Wilson's response? Yeah, he said I'm three and zero against Chad Powers. <laughs> and that Eli Manning skit was so funny, but it was funny. I'm like, how do you put makeup on that big ass nose? I know. And I'm like so much bigger. I was like, oh I was my like, god, this guy doesn't even look like he's twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> he looks so old, like. And then they he did the same Rico thing with Jimmer. Sure. You see the one with Jimmer, where he went back to BYU to practice, to do a walk-on tryout. Uh-uh. Uh, same thing, pretty much, just lights out. <laughs> and someone's like, "Dang, you look kind of familiar, dog." He's like, "Oh, no, I'm just some fat Hooper." And he had like a fat old stomach and stuff, and hilarious. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, man. It's NFC. The NFC West is 
it could be anyone's game. The Rams, I think they're they have two wins. Everyone else has one win. Yeah. Um. And then so Kyler Murray's starting to look overrated. They paid him the bag, and he hasn't done anything with it. Um. Granted, his number one receiver is out for six yeah. weeks. So I mean, his number two receiver is really good, Marquise Brown. Yeah. But there's a reason why the Ravens got rid of Marquise Brown or the Ravens. Yeah, because I mean, he didn't really fit into their offense. Yeah, he, he was like wide open shit. I'll tell you who's going to make the biggest regret is the Cowboys. I can't believe they traded Amari Cooper and made C.D. Lamb the number one receiver. I know, and he, you seen the that pass wide on Monday open, night? Bro, wide open. I'm like, bro, you can't be a number one receiver and drop wide open passes like that. And he was trying to catch it with his body, and I'm like, bro, you're a wide receiver in the NFL. I know, and it's out yeah. here. Yeah, just body, just hell, you're stupid. He need to go on the Jerry Rice um, hand workout regimen where you just catch bricks all day. Facts. And get soft hands. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of Seahawks fans I saw were mad at Geno Smith because he had a late game interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he could have hey. ramped it for the first down. Like there was nobody 20 yards in front of him. But he also threw it up to Tyler Lockett, which is the shortest receiver in the league. And I was like, why would you throw it up to Tyler Lockett? If you're going to throw it up, look for that's DK. Yeah, exactly. that's, what, that's what you got DK for. Like, yeah. Throw I, it I up. He was all right, though. I'm huh? not mad at it. I wasn't mad at it. I yeah. think it just sucked, but we it's definitely like, won that game. If we win that game, then we're tied for first in the NFC. What you guys got to do is stop letting guys like Cordell Patterson run for 150. Like, what the freak? He's not even a running back. Like, I don't understand. Bro, he's been in the league for like damn near 15 years, right? Uh, yeah, I think he he's tied for the record of kick return touchdowns or punt yeah. return touchdowns, one of those. It was him and Percy Harvin for the Vikings for the longest, and then all of a sudden he's a starting running back at NFL. I'm like, you know how disrespected I'd be if I was a running back my whole life and Cordell Patterson ended up starting over me? Jeez. I mean, what happened to Mike Davis? I thought that was their guy last year. and He kind of just shit the bed, disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah, who are you excited? Who? Are you, what player are you most excited for? Like to watch every week? Uh, it was for sure Khalil Mack when he got on the Chargers. Week one, he balled out. Really haven't seen much of him since. Um, I want to see Justin Fields do well. I used to watch QB One on Netflix. Mm-hmm. He was in high school, and I was like, out of all the quarterbacks that were on that show back then, I was like. This dude's got the best chance of making it to the league and balling out. So I want to see him do that. Well. You're a good scout, dog. Maybe yeah, you you scout, can just feel like just mentally, he was just way more mature than everybody else on that fucking show. And uh, he was balling. He just had all the tools. And then uh, who else? Saquon Barkley's back, and he's freaking balling. I love me some Saquon. Saquads. Saquon. For real, dude. His whole, one leg is bigger than both mine put together. Uh, bigger than my torso. It's crazy. Um, He's breaking earth. I like Derwin on your guys' team. Is that his name? Oh, Der- Derwin. Derwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He, when he picked up Travis Kelsey, that shit was oh, mad. Wow. I was like, Damn, dumb, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Who's my uh, favorite wide receiver? I'm excited to see who Odell Beckham chooses to go to. I see him going to Green Bay. I Mark say Packers. Bay. I think the Packers. Uh, they don't have no receivers. and. 
Aaron Rodgers is holding that team together. So we're going to see. We're going to see. I like watching Tua. I'm really excited. I hope he does well. Bro, they uh, when they first got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, I was like, can Tua get them both the ball? And now they're third and fourth in the league in passing or receiving yards. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what you see on paper is actually working out for the Miami. I'm happy for them. They got, like, the fastest team on paper. I don't know. Like, I, ha- I haven't played a lot of football, but I have played, like, a decent amount of Madden. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I would just imagine, like, you have one on both sides, maybe. Maybe one on either side. But – you don't have to have them run streaks, right? You just have no. to have them run over the middle of the field, like diagonally. Just they're give them all the open space, and they'll just fucking outrun everybody. And that's what they're doing. Except for that one game, too, was just throwing as far as he could, and Tyreek Hill was just, go. Yeah, go. right. I was like, oh, my God. He's back there. I mean, and he's slowing down for the ball, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Man, if he has, open. 20, he has 10 yards yeah. gap between him and the next guy, so – and his acceleration is crazy, dude. He just he just puts up those two fingers. He be out. Have you seen uh like they showed they flipped they reversed the images of Tua throwing the ball. Yeah, and it's like oh if he was a right hander and it looks so nice. Why does it look so weird when it's left? I almost want to say it's because we got a condition in our minds that right-handed quarterbacks just look smoother. But I was telling somebody the other day too. Everything in society is geared towards right-handed people. Yeah. So it just looks smoother when everything's right-handed. All players are good. So like him left-handed, everything just looks hitched and like kind of awkward. But turning it, flipping the shit, I was just like, it does just look more natural. Yeah. So, I mean, if it looks natural that way, then yeah. it should be natural on the other side. And, yeah. and, you know, he's Polynesian. So, you know, we us Polynesians all got to root for each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for him. I Our like that. Decent team. <laughs> right? And they're, they're undefeated. Like, who would have thought? Dolphins, Eagles, and. Freaking Eagles. Yeah, those are the last I, two undefeated teams. I'm happy for Jalen Hurts. Everybody have been hating on him. I'm like, bro, he went to Alabama and Oklahoma. They can choose any quarterback in the nation they want, and they chose him. He's clearly good. Right? Like, <laughs> don't suck. Like, obviously. Like, yeah. He's a fantasy monster, that's for sure. Man, him and Lamar. I got Lamar in two of my leagues. Thank God. Yeah, in the league we're in together, I have Lamar, and he's dropped like two fifty-point games. Bro, and he kept dropping to like fifth or sixth round in every league. People were trying to say he wasn't going to do that well. I'm like, what? I was mad because Justin Herbert got picked up in the first round in like two of my leagues. I was like, what the heck <laughs> are we doing here? What the heck, man? I did get him in one of my leagues, and he's balling out. Even last week with the sore ribs, he he gave me like twenty five points, so that was solid. Yeah, I mean he's a baller, tough dude. I'm rooting for you guys. Austin Eckler is showing much here. And <laughs> do you got him in our league? Yeah, I do, and I have him in my big money league. And oh man, wow, he hasn't done anything. Has he done yeah. anything? He has like five points this year yet? Yeah, he gets like six. Jesus. But he's like, dude, you're on the fucking Twitch streaming playing video games, dog. You need to be in the gym or something running routes. You're getting no yards on the ground. Yeah, and then we keep 
uh, handing the ball out to random ass running backs. And I'm like, Wait, wow. is that Sony Michelle as well? Yeah, we just picked him up randomly. And he's got like more rush, rush attempts than like our other two running backs that's been on the team. I'm like, what? And then we also drafted the rookie guy who I thought was going to get hella burn, Isaiah Spiller, who was supposed to be hella good, but he ain't got no burn. I'm like, what is going on? And we got all these scat backs. We need one power back running back. That's what, yeah, that's what that's I've what always heard on the, the broadcast or whatever. Like, what are they going to bring in a power back to compliment Austin Eckler instead of, like, the same guy? Yeah. Don't we don't know. need Justin Herbert going for it on fourth and one, diving forward. He right. can serve his body. The Seahawks, we did good against the Falcons. Yeah. It's just, it was a bad. We're not scoring in the second half. Yeah. Then we can't tackle for shit. Yeah, you guys that Bobby Wagner. That was the only person I was going to tackle, Bobby Wagner. <laughs> I know, bro. And he's on the Rams fucking getting sacks and yeah, like 10 fantasy points a game. Who they play week one? Oh, Josh Allen ran for the uh, touchdown, though. Did you see that one? What one? Uh, Josh Allen ran over Bobby Wagner for the touchdown. Oh, yeah, into the end zone. Yeah. It didn't run over, but he just kind of stretched over him. It was just like, damn, he, even Bobby Wagner can't tackle this dude? Jesus. Right. I thought he would be better this year so far, Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, he was, I had him as, like, best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I guess I didn't consider this contract situation with Lamar Jackson, right? Bro, he's killing it. Killing so for <laughs> our fans who are, don't, aren't aware, Lamar Jackson is – the youngest ever NFL MVP. Um, he's the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. And he seeing all these other quarterbacks getting paid, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and they're all getting a lot of guaranteed money. 200 and, million plus. Right. And so he's like, I'm, I would say he's better than fucking Russell Wilson. <laughs> he's better than every other quarterback other than – in my opinion, right now, Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Patrick's doing pretty well. Yeah. But I'm like, those four on any team is going to ball out. Exactly. So, and really, Lamar Jackson's been putting up 30-plus points every game. The only reason why the Ravens aren't undefeated is because their defense is giving up 40 points every game. Yeah, that, that like four touchdowns in the fourth quarter to Chua. Like that. That's fucking egregious. It's crazy. But yeah, he's gonna end up probably like if he keeps playing the way he's playing and he doesn't get hurt knock on wood, then he could get like a three hundred million dollar check because they're going into a new collective bargaining agreement with the T V networks and shit. Open up them paychecks, open up that bank account. Yeah, that's why they tried to pay so many people right now under this CBA. He's like I think he's He's what top two passer and top three rusher right now in the league. Like, it makes yeah, sense. Number, I think he's number one in passing. Number one and passing and number three or four, four rushing. Yeah, in rushing yards a game. And not a running back. And I'm like, pay this man. I know. I didn't think he really liked Mark Andrews because he never really passed to him a lot. But now that's all he passes to. So I had Mark Andrews in fantasy last year, and he balled out the second half of the year. He had, like, more touchdowns than any other tight end. And I did my research on Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was actually a wide receiver when he was going to college, and then they switched him to tight end and made him gain some weight. 
Yeah, so really he's a wide receiver with just bulky-ass things, so that's why he'd be wide open all the damn time. Yeah, hitting perfect routes. They're like, I thought this guy was going to be clumsy. Nah, man. <laughs> he got hands, too. He'd be catching some shit. Yeah, he's a beast. Well, I, I don't really care, I, but I want to see the man get paid. But it's funny that he represents himself. Yeah. You know Bobby Wagner does that, too? I did not know that. And so Bobby Wagner, at the beginning of the season, he texted – he got all the GM's numbers, and he texted all of them, and he said, yo, this is Bobby Wagner. Come get me or make an yeah. offer or something. And no one believed it was him. <laughs> they That's thought it was crazy. like a prank. That's crazy. So he yeah. was like kind of discouraged at the beginning of the season, like, damn, no one hit me back. And then someone was like, is this really Bobby Wagner? Yes, it's Bobby Wagner. <laughs> yes, this is me. Come get me. <laughs> Yes. For real. But, I mean, that's tight that they're able to represent themselves. Absolutely. And I feel like once he signs this contract next year, a lot more people are going to drop their agents. Because, like I said, what is the agent going to tell you? Like, I want to be in the room when you're having negotiations. So what do I need you there for? Exactly. I know. You know the law a little better than me? Yeah. I am going to tell my brother, hit YouTube and Google. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, even still, it's just like, I know how much money I want and I know how much I'm worth. And if I do my own research and you put me up against the numbers, he got better numbers than everybody since he's been in the league. So he deserves more money than everybody. And Deshaun Watson just kind of like ruined it for everybody because he hasn't done anything in two years and got paid more than everybody. So on what he could do. Yeah. On potential. Yeah. Which is wild that people get paid on potential. Well, I mean, look, that's what that's how Chet got drafted number two, right? Yeah, that's true. Potential. Like yeah. potentially this guy could be the best player ever. <laughs> like, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. Let's get him. Yeah. And then he fucking broke his foot. But like I said, I'm like, Lamar Jackson is playing with facts. He's going yeah. into negotiation with facts. He's like, nobody he has the most hundred yards rushing as a quarterback in history. And it's only like his fourth or fifth year. Um which is ridiculous because Michael Vick, we talk about all this with Michael Vick. Michael Vick don't even have the same rushing numbers as Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson is still at the beginning of his career. He's still getting better every year. Like, it's wild. Yeah, and he can fucking throw now. Like, that's what everyone said. Oh, can he throw? Should he be a running back? Yeah. Way to stick to your guns, bucko. Um, have you uh, been watching any to transition a little bit from sports? We'll go to, like, TV. Have you checked out that Dahmer show? Oh. Course, man. Oh, oh god, gosh, bro. Bro, that I, is go ahead, go ahead. Some of the most disturbing shit ever. And I'm like, not because it has happened, it's because there's people like that walking around every fucking day, and we have no idea who they are. Right? There's normal Americans that it's got somebody chained up in his basement, murdering, killing people, and they can just be everyday people you see at Safeway, anything, and you just like you have no idea, right? That was a very intense TV series. I couldn't stop watching. Like, yeah. Okay, because my introduction to Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm on episode eight right now, and I'm just okay. like, bro, like, the stuff that they've already shown, and I'm just like, bro, like, how can this dude get away with so much for so long and get so many chances? And it's just like, bro, white privilege at its finest. Bro. Oh, my gosh. Like, you saw the part where uh, – sorry, there's going to be some spoilers here, guys, but – all of this information is public information. So. Right. Uh, yeah, like when he had the li- the boy. Bro. He's like, oh, nah, he's just drunk. 
And the lady's like, that's a kid. Yeah. And even the the police came and were like, oh, he's just fucked up. I'm like, bro, that is a 13-year-old child. Like, that's, that's crazy. And then he got convicted and let off. Like, what? Like, that's... Bro. Oh, molesting the other brother, the older brother. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Bro. Like I said, you say, and I'm like, I hate to even bring race into it, but it's 2022, and we're still talking about the same shit. You make a complaint about a black man, he is guilty until proven innocent. You complain about the white guy, he is innocent until proven guilty. And it's still that same way till today. It's yeah, wild. Real. It's terrible, you know, and it's like, there are way, way, way more important things that the whole world needs to be worried about. Like, like global warming is, is fucking real as shit. Uh, and then we need to, it's just, that's more important, I think. Like, I posted something on my Instagram story today, like, man who should be worried about dying planet is angered by skin color of movie characters. <laughs> right? Bro. What yeah, the that whole mermaid shit is beyond me because I'm like, first of all, mermaids aren't even fucking real. And if they are, regardless, why can't they be black? Like, what, yeah. what? It's, a, it's a based on a cartoon and people are losing their minds off of a cartoon. Like, oh, mermaids aren't black, the original. And I'm like, bro, it's all made up anyway. So why can't you make up shit as you go? Like, that is crazy to me, bro. And anybody who is triggered by that needs to really look internally and figure out what is wrong with them and their childhood because you didn't, you weren't raised right. It doesn't matter. It's a mermaid. It's a fish person. They don't exist. They're not real. Period. Exactly. It's like, it's like saying in Harry Potter, oh, Harry Potter can't be black because there's no, it's like, like what? Why? Yeah, it's not real. And then it's like, the fact that this is gaining so much attention and this dude, and I'm like, I've, I had no problem with old boy playing Tropic Thunder black guy. And right. no one had an issue with that. And he was black faced. Like, at least she didn't go white face. Like, you know, it's just like, no one's talking about that. Who is that? That's uh, Tony Stark. What's his actual name? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Played the most awesome black guy, white guy has ever played in history of white guys playing black man. It was the funniest depiction. And no one talks about that. It was not a big deal, but this black girl playing Ariel, who, what they really should be talking about is how amazing her voice is. That's right. why she's playing that crazy. role, is because she has an amazing fucking voice. She she got, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Beyonce uh, recognized, she got recognition from Beyonce, so. That's why she's playing that role. Not because she's black or whatever. They're trying to serve controversy. It's because she has a beautiful voice. And that's what she should be focused on. Exactly. And that's that's really Period. all that matters. Like it's and yeah, like you said, it's a fucking made up thing. So why does it matter what color it is? And then if you want to get to the root of it, let's be real here. Mr. Disney himself was racist. And Probably anti-Semitic too. Yes, like let's be real here. You want to uh, talk about? You want to get into it? The whole idea of Disney is all racist anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Let's be real though. If the Little Mermaid was real, she would have died because the ocean got warmer. <laughs> yes, right, pollution. 
<laughs> you yeah. have a, a six pack of Rolling Rock wrapped around her neck. Help me, Lambda. Save me. Save me. So is I? I haven't seen what does Ursula look like, right? Because like, okay, I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, when I was a kid, I thought Ursula was a big black lady. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's got to be Medea. Medea's got to play Ursula. That's what it's got to be. Tyler Perry's got to dress up as Medea and go play Ursula and make everybody angry as fuck. That'd be hilarious. (laughs) Make it happen. Make it happen. What else have you been watching? Uh, you said you watched the Tyson TV show, right? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so fucked up. But, like, yeah. it's a great show. Like, they they made this show amazing. Like, the actors play it well. The, the storyline is great. But it's also a fucked up storyline. Like, you could tell it's one-sided against Mike Tyson. Like, yeah. Like if you're gonna make a show like that, you need to have both sides and come right, to it. It highlights the all the negative of his life. Yes, yes, it's definitely uh, focused on all the negative stuff in his life, which is wild. Because I'm like, everybody has good and bad, and don't get me wrong, he's no innocent guy. But like, I mean, another thing is like, how are you gonna make a docu series on a guy who's still alive and not get his approval? Right, that is something wow. I. It's wild. Oh, wild. That that made me not want to watch it, honestly, yeah. because I respect Mike Tyson. Yeah. I thought he was cool when I was a kid, so yeah. I'm loyal to the soil. But I did see clips and like when he's getting him and his mom are getting talked to by the school <laughs> principal or whatever, and there's a word. They they pretty much called him special ed, special like but the the worst way to say it, you know, and yeah. the R word, whatever, whatever. Uh but yeah, I was like, damn. Like if I was Mike Tyson watching that, and then plus he didn't even give them permission to do it. Yeah. It's like they're literally just gassing me. Yeah, and not to mention that they're just dictating what they assume his parents and family were like and not really getting the facts out there, which is wild to me. Cause like I said, I'm like, how do you know that's what Mike Tyson was thinking? You could just ask him and ask him what the hell he was thinking instead of yeah. portraying what you think. He was thinking back then. He must have been like this. I understand Mike, all right? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, going back to Dahmer, though, a lot of – I've been reading a lot of articles about it, like, on production and stuff, and a lot of – none of the family of the victims were contacted about the creation of this. So a lot of them felt like – I mean, it would be tough, though. Like, hey, we're making a show about the serial killer. You mind if we – like, yeah, I mean – would you want to be contacted? Exactly. Yeah. So it's and it's all public records, like everything they pulled, right? Yeah. So, and yeah. So I guess something that's different, like kind of different from real life than in the show, is that his neighbor, the one that was always complaining about him, that lady actually lived across the street. Oh. And the neighbor, there was another lady that lived right there, and. They just like kind of combined their characters, I guess. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. But just the fact that he was doing that in his house and then like didn't give a fuck about the smell. Oh, like, the that, smell. That I'm that just was, like, the constant theme of the of the show. Like, yeah. oh, it fucking stinks. Yeah. Everywhere this guy goes, it smells like fucking death. Which makes you question is like, did he not have a sense of smell? Right. Probably not. Because like how do you live in that filth and disgust and not notice it? 
And then breathing it in. You're breathing, and it's all over your clothes, and you go out in public, like, people definitely were smelling you at some point, which is weird, but like I said, it's just, there's just so much things that, but like I said, that could only have happened back in the day. You couldn't get away with that shit these days. No, at least no, I, I would hope not, even though I'm sure there's plenty of serial killers walking around today, but, like, I feel like he, as open as he was about it and not really giving a fuck, he couldn't get away with it like that no more. You know, I there was I don't know if you've gotten to the part, but the there's a scene in the show where the dad is telling him like, I've had bad thoughts too. I just didn't Never listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he said he brought a bomb to school one time or something like that. Oh yeah, I, I haven't got that far, but yeah, like, is there's definitely something like learned behavior or something about him, like. I feel like they're letting the parents off a little too easy because I'm like, how you not know your son was this fucked up? Right. Like, and, then, and then the parents are blaming each other. Yeah. Right. Because his mom was on like a shit ton of drugs. Yeah. And pills and prescriptions and stuff. And then so that probably fucked him up. And then the dad's like, the only way he really bonded with his dad was by like killing roadkill and, and dissecting it and stuff. And I think it was like both of those things, and then like you know, like I don't know if you, you caught this in the story, but his mom never held him. Ever. Yeah, and he and everybody kept leaving him. He was a very lonely person. Yeah, which is was which is the basis of it all, which is even more sickening. Like it's like I just I just want them to be around forever. You're just like, oh my god, bro! Like you're fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> fucking burnt. But yeah, you know that's why I try to be nice to like people that I can see. Being like a social outcast, Absolutely. like you know me, you already know. Like I'll, no. I'll always pick the yeah. one and be like, yeah. bring them. Like damn, Fiso, Fiso got to be nice to fucking everybody. Because even, even at some of my concert, I'd be like, yo, some of these people in this group shouldn't be here, but whatever, we're living it up. But uh, holy yeah. shit, like our yeah. neighbor Chris Orndorff, that was that guy was hella cool to me, but yeah. he never really fit with our scene. Yeah. But he's still like. Wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there's a few guys like that that were like, they want to be cool. They're just not cool. Not to say that we were that cool. We just had a different version of what we thought was cool and fun that they just yeah. didn't fit in with. It was just you know, yeah, man. Everybody, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. That that Dahmer show though, it gave me like anxiety a little bit. Like it just made me like kind of sweaty. Be like, damn. Like, is it really that easy? <laughs> Oh, to kill somebody? Yeah. Uh, yeah I, mean, I know that, but like. Yeah, like, it's. And especially when you're like, because his basis was killing gay black men. So, yeah. That was never going to get no type of national attention. Because, one, nobody likes to admit that they were gay back then. It's way different now. And then, two, black people, even to this day, still don't get the proper. Because, like I said, how many Amber Alerts you see with black children? Black children get abducted every day. I see Amber Alerts for little white kids all the time. You don't ever see nothing about no black kids. Well, I feel like they call the homies not 9-11. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That too. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. I don't hear a lot about, like, missing kids of color. It also probably wouldn't be called Amber Alert. It'd be, like, Sharkeisha Alert or something. <laughs> Oh my God. Jokes, guys, jokes. I'm black. I can say that. I know y'all can't see me, but I'm black. I can say that. Team Green Eyes, right? Yes, Team Green Eyes. Yeah, man. 
but you asked me what other shows. Um, Raising Canaan, the Power series, mm. has a bunch of spinoffs. And, bro, 50 Cent might be a better screenwriter than rapper. And I love 50 Cent as a rapper growing up. So, his do you think show- he's actually writing it? Or is he just like, can we do this? And then has, like, people I'm sure he's it. putting his name on a lot of it. But, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he wrote most of the premise for Power. And then, obviously, he probably has writers there, too. But uh, I'm sure he probably has a lot of say in it because it's, it's a gangsta-ass show. Like, yeah, I've, I've not heard anything bad about any of the TV shows. And I'm yeah. like, he has, like, three out there. Yeah, there's Power. Yeah. Then they made a, a spinoff of the, the white guy, the Tom. Mommy? Tom yeah, he has his own show spinoff based on power too, where like they follow him once he, he goes away from the town or whatever yeah. and like to Chicago or something like that. Yep, to Chicago. And then they have one about uh the main dude's son. He has his own spinoff. And then they went back and made a show about fifty cents character. When he's a kid? Yeah, when he was a kid. And that's Canaan? Canaan? Yeah. Okay. He's in Canaan, yeah. How he became who he was. So and that's I a good mean, aspect too. That's hella smart to just lay it all out there. Because be following like three stories of the same story. Exactly. And what was crazy is like they did such a good job of singling out every character that you want to watch every character's own show. You I mean like you like every like there's no favorite character in power. Everybody was hella dope and you want to see more of them. So that's what they're doing. They're making a spinoff of every individual character and he just continued bank but another show i'm watching is another black black majority show is uh the shy that's another yeah the chicago shy chi the shy another good ass show just it's just basically uh the neighborhood it was it's more like a modern day version of uh the wire taking place in the shy Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Have you seen Snowfall? Yes. Yes. I'll fuck with Snowfall. I like that show. Yeah. I just started watching it a little bit. Any show with a main black character, I'm watching, bro. I got to support my peoples. Yeah. Um, So we got Halloween coming up. Uh, You got any plans for a costume? First off, I've been looking at costumes for Bentley. Once you get a fucking dog, bro, it's. That's my baby. Oh, you want it? Yeah, right. I'm like, I I can't decide if I want to buy him a Batman costume or a Buzz Lightyear costume. Those are my top twos right now because he looks so gangster in those. I feel like I seen him in his Charger jersey. He was looking fresh, yeah, suited and booted. We just gotta get some dubs under his belt. Right. I think Coda has a a Seahawks jersey, but it probably doesn't fit him anymore because he's gotten fat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> living that comfy life. Yeah, man. I need to. Time up to a sled or something. All right. Oh, yeah, man. But yeah, um, shows I'm watching right now. Um, Reservation Dogs. Oh, you were saying about that? It's yeah. good, man. It's, Is it? Yeah, I, I like it because I feel like Native American culture is very similar to Polynesian culture. Mm. Like we have a lot of the same values. The spirituality is very similar, and even like the slang. It's very, like, I, I recognize it, you know? So, yeah, like a small islander, almost, what do you call that? Clan? Yeah. Deal, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a tribal, 
time. That's culture. the word. Yeah. Tribal culture. For sure. So that one's active. There's a new episode that came out today. Still haven't watched it, um, but definitely gonna tap in. I'm about I to play seen your boy Travis was on the episode, right? Yeah, yeah, he was, bro. And his shit was hella funny. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, he's blowing up. Travis Thompson. I seen the the song he did with G Easy. Yeah, that shit bang. That shit go hard. Yeah, he's he's getting big. <laughs> Who else? Not Seattle rap is very interesting i would say it's like nobody really respects us up here like mm -hmm. everybody thinks we're soft as shit but man it's violent it's been violent recently very violent but i think there's a correlation between the violence and the defunding of the police <laughs> yes. there's a there's some correlation there guys i still can't believe during the pandemic they just shut down like a part of your city and just blocked it off and it became like freaking war zone over there oh my Gosh, the chop zone for everyone who's unaware yeah. of what he's talk referencing. Uh, it was the it was like the Capitol Hill occupied protest is what it's called. And yeah. then some guy, some like I don't know, I'm not gonna call him a whack ass rapper because I don't want him to come out and find me. But he just showed up with his homies and a bunch of AKs and was like, "I'm the king of this place." Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. He ended up getting arrested, right? I think so. Yeah, because he's a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Hella random. But then I also saw, I think it was a that area that was blocked off. I was watching, it was on the news one time, some dude was speeding and like hit a bunch of people. Oh, uh, yeah. That, okay. That, and that, it was like a nighttime angle, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually had met that guy before. Oh, Jesus. And he went to LJ school. Mm. Uh, and yeah. So they had closed down the freeway and he didn't know. And just, it was yeah. late. And then, yeah, just, and someone was, like, live streaming it. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And it just, boom. But was he, was he, he, he wasn't under the influence, was he? Uh, I'm not, they didn't release, like, a talks report, so okay. I can't imagine that he was. I wonder how really, much he really got it. Huh? Um, it was, like, one o'clock. Yeah, it was, like, one or two in the morning. I'm like, what were they doing on the freeway anyway? And, right. Can he then, get in that much trouble for hitting somebody on the freeway? Like you're on the freeway. I just, yeah. And then they made the rule right after that that no more protesting on the freeway. Yeah. Like so, like, damn, if you had just done that like a week later, you wouldn't be as in much trouble. <laughs> yeah. But you had to do it to for us to get the yeah. law. But yeah, I'm not sure if he's like still in jail, but wishing for the best for that guy, because yeah. that was tough. Like yeah, that's the freeway. It's like, not, not your fault, bro. Like, I get it. Like, there's people there. Like, it's hard to slow down real fast. Right. But and you can tell in the video that he's like, damn, should I keep going? <laughs> should I keep going? I just see some bitch fly in the air, hit the ground. Uh, I guess I'll stop. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Shit, crazy. Shit's crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, what's Spokane like? Is it chilling? Honestly, it's getting like freaking Seattle, bro. There's shootings and stabbings every day, and I'm like, I don't want to go outside no more. I'll just be at home playing 2K and Madden all day. I'm scared to go. I don't go party no more. I don't go. It's tough. It's just literally ever since the pandemic happened, everybody's city been going to shit. Had them kids cooped up for a whole year, not doing nothing. Now they get outside and don't know how to act. Cool. Yeah. It's hella crazy. Yeah, man. I'm about oh, to be out there in like uh, two weeks, a week. Yeah, shout out to your sis. Yep. Get her to GU. Let's go to GU. I'm trying, I'm trying, but 
you know, at the end of the day, it's her decision, and I'm going to respect whatever decision she makes. But, yeah, I'm about to be like, yeah, I'm back up in this bitch. <laughs> she got she to gotta be the first female baller to, to get a million, bro. That's what we got. we got to figure out how to do it, man. Shoot, I think the last year in the women's tournament, the two top girls, I think the three top girls, all made millions of, a million dollars off oh, of yeah. this their commercials and stuff but i mean that's like work you know like having to shoot a commercial and shit but yeah man we're rooting for her uh and yeah it should be a good time it's like craziness in the kennel which is like uh the intro the first thing that gonzaga basketball does for its fans is just play a little pickup game and all your siblings grow up from like little ass toddlers and now that you're grown i'm like how old are we bro like what the heck i don't like to think about it sometimes you know yeah. <laughs> we're old as shit bro yeah so far everybody doesn't know like while i was at gu all my friends lived out of state so during holidays mark and our friends wayne dj mikey hayden would all come to my house so clan. yeah my mom would be pissed and i'd be like ah it's all good mom <laughs> Oh, actually, that leads to the next story. When I did come visit you for Thanksgiving, and I got humbled, very humble. LJ Stewart can attest. Uh, oh, yeah, because we went to Turkey Bowl. Turkey Bowl at the Samoan freaking church. And I was so excited. I was just like, I'm a fucking football. I'm a baller. Watch when y'all sit. And I went out there, and I'm like, is this an NFL fucking tryout? Everybody <laughs> bigger than me. What the? Bro. And it was full contact. No, no pads. pads. I was, no. I was like, damn. I don't know if I want to get in there. To be oh, honest, God, I was getting tossed up, dog. <laughs> and every, like, I feel like with Samoans, every single Samoan has the potential to be a professional athlete. It's all about just like discipline and like what your family structure is like. Yes, and like, yeah. I kid you not. When we were out there, it was it was easily three, four hundred people. And I saw at least 50 guys that were six foot eight, 300 and fit. And I'm like, bro, y'all should be in the league. Yeah, right. He's playing out. rugby yes. professionally somewhere. And then the smaller ones, like LJ and shit, were hella fast and athletic. And I'm like, what? Why, are, why don't they just have a Samoan NFL team? God damn it. Like, this, bro, the Polynesian culture is crazy, dog. Yeah, that's something I, I like. I'm very. I like take pride in like if you're born in Samoa, the chance of you going to the league is like 60% if you play football. Like yeah. they should just be farming them out there for real. Shout out to USC. That was when I first realized how good Samoans were, man. Right. USC. Lofa, Troy. Oh. Ray. Yes. Uh, didn't y'all even have uh, somebody from uh, Seattle? He, he went to Bellarmine. Uh, Taylor. Taylor Mays. Taylor Mays, bro. I was so excited for him in the NFL, and he just never panned out, man. Yeah, he couldn't really cover the fast, fast guys. Yeah, bro. He was was just like a hard-hitting safety. Everyone's like, this is like the next Troy. He was number two and everything. Like, he was like the first safety with a single number. (laughs) And, yeah, man, that guy's a Seattle legend. I'm not sure what he's up to these days. Uh but yeah, he didn't. He didn't really pan out in the league. But I mean, he made it. Made some yeah, money. So. Yeah, it's your paper. Yeah, Seattle actually got a couple people in the league right now. Um, Buda Baker from Seattle. Buda Baker. Uh, 
that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. But I'm I'm there's, right there's hella Washington people. I just cannot think of them. Uh, Cooper yeah. Cup? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Cooper Cup. Uh, the number one Washington player, probably. One of Russell Wilson's backup. He uh, he's from Spokane. Oh, oh really? On the Broncos? Yeah, he's like third string quarterback. Uh, wow. It's somebody's son who was hella famous back in the day. Uh, I cannot. Oh, think um, what's his name? Trufant? No. No. He was uh, a quarterback too. Uh, not no, not Gleason. It was a uh, God. It's gonna kill me. Oh, Abraham Lucas, uh, he's a Seahawks lineman. He, yeah, he's born and raised over here. Miles Gaskin, yep. Brett Ripon, that's who it was. Brett Ripon. Oh, yeah, he's on this Brett list. Ripen, I want to say he's in the Hall of Fame, or at least he has a Super Bowl. He used to play for the uh, Washington when they were the Redskins back in the day. But Brett Ripon, he's a, he's in the league. He's he's like third string Broncos. Pretty cool. He's from Spokane. Oh yeah, Desmond Trufant is also from. He's from. He was born in Tacoma. Yeah. Uh, Danny Shelton, he's in the league. Big Samoan boy. I don't think Vita Bay is from Seattle. I think he's from California. He went to UW though. What the fuck? Right, Vita Bay went to UW. Yes. Yeah. What? Brian Erlacher's from Washington? Is he really? No, he went to I don't know why it says Oh, he was born in Pasco. What? I know, oh, but he, he got raised in New Mexico. Hmm, that makes sense. But yeah, that's how like crazy. What? That's random. I did not know that. That's cool though. Yeah, man. I'm excited for the Zags. Hopefully we're good this year. I don't like that Drew Timmy is still the focal point. Of the team. <laughs> oh my god! I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I was at the pot the pot store the other day. Oh, <laughs> and I I turn around and I'm like, who the fuck? Oh, oh damn! Oh, what up, G? Let's go, G U. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I got here. Uh, yeah, we won't we won't say names, but yeah, uh, say names, but yeah. I think they actually were on Wazoo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hello, funny. I was just like, oh, That's y'all, crazy. Y'all really don't give a fuck no more. I like it. Right. You got any shout outs for the episode? Uh, shout out to Hayden Palmer, uh, videographer uh, and assistant coach for the Gonzaga women's basketball team. Shout out to Mikey. Uh, she's doing it big too, uh, coaching. She's up here last weekend with uh, two of her players. One of her players got the MVP of the uh, camp they were doing. Hey. Uh, Shout out to Wayne. Uh, I know he was on your podcast like a month ago. He's freaking balling out, teaching, uh, trying to save the world one crazy ass student at a time. Yeah, he's a vice principal now. Yeah, wow, bro. Yeah, we, we wow. got quite the, the squad. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much the whole TDK. TDK yeah. You know the vibes. Yeah, uh, for me, shout out to the Seahawks. I hope you guys get better. <laughs> Right. And yeah, thanks for having thanks for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um and if you guys enjoyed this episode and want to see more of Mark, just let me know and we can have that arranged. Yeah, we never even got to our crazy story, so I definitely gotta make another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I enjoyed that part. Fuck yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. yeah, again, thanks for coming on. And yeah, Emerald Perspective out. Emerald Perspective number one podcast in the United States. Let's go. We're going to stick it to existence. Yeah. I'll see you on Xbox Live. Let's go. Yes, Call. sir.